In Zakarath by Lord Dunsany. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by G. C. Fournier. In Zakarath by Lord Dunsany. Come, said the king in sacred Zacharath, and let our prophets prophesy before us. A far-seen jewel of light was the holy palace, a wonder to the nomads on the plains. There was the king with all his underlords, and the lesser kings that did him vassalage, and there were all his queens with all their jewels upon them. Who shall tell of the splendor in which they sat, of the thousand lights and the answering emeralds, of the dangerous beauty of that horde of queens, or the flash of their laden necks? There was a necklace there of rose-pink pearls beyond the art of the dreamer to imagine. Who shall tell of the amethyst chandeliers, where torches, soaked in rare Berinian oils, burned and gave off a scent of blethany, this herb marvellous, which, growing near the summit of Mount Zaumnos, scents all the Zaumnian range, and is smelt far out on the Capuscan plains, and even when the wind is from the mountains in the streets of the city of Aganath. At night it closes its petals, and is heard to breathe, and its breath is a swift poison. This it does even by day if the snows are disturbed about it. No plant of this has ever been captured alive by a hunter. Enough to say that when the dawn came up it appeared by contrast pallid and unlovely, and stripped bare of all its glory so that it hid itself with rolling clouds. Then the herald stepped through the ranks of the king's silk-clad warriors, who lay oiled and scented upon velvet cloaks, with a pleasant breeze among them caused by the fans of slaves. Even their casting spears were set with jewels. Through their ranks the heralds went with mincing steps, and came to the prophets, clad in brown and black, and one of them they brought and set before the king. And the king looked at him and said, Prophecy unto us. And the prophet lifted his head, so that his beard came clear from his brown cloak, and the fans of the slaves that fanned the warriors wafted the tip of it a little awry. And he spake to the king, and spake thus, Woe unto thee, king, and woe unto Zacharath. Woe unto thee, and woe unto thy women, for your fall shall be sore and soon. Already in heaven the gods shun thy god. They know his doom and what is written of him. He sees oblivion before him like a mist. Thou hast aroused the hate of the mountaineers. They hate thee all along the crags of Droom. The evilness of thy days shall bring down the Zedians on thee, as the sons of springtide bring the avalanche down. They shall do unto Zacharath 
as the avalanche doth unto the hamlets of the valley. When the queens chattered or tittered among themselves, he merely raised his voice and still spake on. Woe to these walls and the carven things upon them! The hunter shall know the camping places of the nomads by the marks of the campfires on the plain, but he shall not know the place of Zakharoth. A few of the recumbent warriors turned their heads to glance at the prophet when he ceased. Far overhead, the echoes of his voice hummed on a while among the cedarn rafters. Is he not splendid? said the king. And many of that assembly beat with their palms upon the polished floor in token of applause. Then the prophet was conducted back to his place at the far end of that mighty hall and for a while musicians played on marvellous curved horns, while drums throbbed behind them hidden in a recess. The musicians were sitting cross-legged on the floor, all blowing their huge horns in the brilliant torchlight. But as the drums throbbed louder in the dark, they arose and moved slowly nearer to the king. Louder and louder drummed the drums in the dark, and nearer and nearer moved the men with the horns, so that their music should not be drowned by the drums before it reached the king. A marvelous scene it was when the tempestuous horns were halted before the king, and the drums in the dark were like the thunder of God, and the queens were nodding their heads in time to the music, with their diadems flashing like heavens of falling stars and the warriors lifted their heads and shook, as they lifted them, the plumes of those golden birds which hunters wait for by the Lydian lakes, in a whole lifetime killing scarcely six to make the crests that the warriors wore when they feasted in Zakharath. Then the king shouted, and the warriors sang. Almost they remembered then old battle chants. And as they sang, the sound of the drums dwindled, and the musicians walked away backwards, and the drumming became fainter and fainter as they walked, and altogether ceased, and they blew no more on their fantastic horns. Then the assemblage beat on the floor with their palms, and afterwards the queens besought the king to send for another prophet. And the heralds brought a singer, and placed him before the king. And the singer was a young man with a harp, and he swept the strings of it, and when there was silence he sang of the iniquity of the king, and he foretold the onrush of the Zedians, and the fall and the forgetting of Zacharath, and the coming again of the desert to its own, and the playing about of little lion cubs where the courts of the palace had stood. Of what is he singing? said a queen to a queen. He is singing of everlasting Zacharoth. As the singer ceased, the assemblage beat listlessly on the floor, and the king nodded to him, and he departed. When all the prophets had prophesied to them, and all the singers sung, the royal company arose and went to other chambers leaving the hall a festival to the pale and lonely dawn. And alone were left the lion-headed gods, 
that were carven out of the walls. Silent they stood, and their rocky arms were folded, and shadows over their faces moved like curious thoughts as torches flickered and the dull dawn crossed the fields, and the colors began to change in the chandeliers. When the last lutinus fell asleep, the birds began to sing. Never was greater splendor or a more famous hall. When the queens went away through the curtain door with all their diadems, it was as though the stars should arise in their stations and troop together to the west at sunrise. And only the other day I found a stone that had undoubtedly been a part of Zakharov. It was three inches long and an inch broad. I saw the edge of it uncovered by the sand. I believe only three other pieces have been found like it. End of In Zakharov by Lord Dunsany